Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast hosted by the Guelph Family Health Study. If you're interested in the most recent research and helpful tips for a healthy, balanced living for you and your family, then this podcast is for you. In each episode, we'll bring you topics that are important to your growing family and guests who will share their expertise and experience with you. Our quick tips will help your family build healthy habits for a happy home. Welcome back to the Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Lisa. And today we have Maddie Nixon, who is a registered kinesiologist and mother of three teenage boys. And she's also a research assistant with the Guelph Family Health Study here with us today. So Maddie, you have your hands full for sure. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, like you said, I'm a registered kinesiologist. And for those of you who don't know what a, what being a kinesiologist means, kinesiology is the science of human movement and exercise. So we have a role in um, injury prevention, disability prevention, and chronic disease prevention. So those sort of fall under the prevention umbrella. In the management side of, thing, side of things, we use exercise to manage injury, disability, and chronic disease. And then there's a performance component to it, a component to it as well. So working using exercise to improve performance, health, and overall quality of life. So as a mother of three teenage boys who have a lot of energy, we use exercise to um, manage uh, energy levels and uh, mood and keep everybody busy happy and healthy. Great. And um, we all know that being physically active is a great way for our bodies to stay healthy, but can you tell us why or how it's also great for our mental health? Uh, Sure. Great question. Um, Well, uh, exercise provides uh, a natural um, and effective anti-anxiety treatment. Um, It can help to relieve tension and stress and boost your physical and mental energy. And the way this works is that when you exercise, um, your body releases um, feel-good endorphins, which is sort of like has the same sensation as cannabis, actually. So it's chemicals in your brain, which enhance your sense of well-being. Uh, It's also exercise can be used just a way to take your mind off your worries, to get away from whatever it is that is causing anxiety um, or negative thoughts or depression. Um, So you know, taking a break from your work to do, go for a walk or have a bike ride or do some yoga, all of that can uh, work to help improve mental health. Thanks, Maddie. So you uh, you talked a little bit about how it can kind of be a bit of a stress reliever and goodness knows, I think we're all kind of dealing with some stress with COVID-19 and at least for myself too. And I know my family, it's kind of been a bit of a challenge to get out there with the kids when, you know, especially when the parks were closed for a period of time. I know they've reopened now, but, um, you know, it gets a bit challenging. We've been calling it quarantivity, like the idea of trying to stay active while in quarantine. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, if you have any suggestions to our listeners about how we can stay active um, during these physical distancing guidelines and, and kind of or these physical distancing recommendations. It's just been so hard. And so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about that. For sure. And and I think the thing you've got to decide is what you like and what you don't like, because making a plan to do exercise that you hate, you're not going to stick with it for very long. So if the idea of going for a run is something that you think is more like torture than enjoyment, 
don't put that in your exercise plan because <laughs> you'll probably torture yourself for a week or two or maybe even a month and then you'll have a reason. And it's probably a good one not to go and then you just won't do it. So you need to figure out what you like to do and whether you like to do it with somebody or alone. Some people use exercise as a little bit of quality their own time and some people like it as social. You know, there's benefits to saying planning with somebody let's go do this let's go do that because then they'll hold you hold you a little more accountable it's a little harder to blow off but you can exercise in your home you can exercise outside depending on the weather you can exercise at a gym um and if you're wanting to do something with the family then i would also caution you not to take your kids on a 10k bike ride because the next time you ask them if they want to go biking they'll probably say no because they're exhausted <laughs> and they thought it was horrible. Uh, so picking something you like, picking something they like, paying attention to the weather if you're going to be outside. And I think in Canada, that's when it gets hard. Uh, most people, it's not so hard when the weather's nice. It becomes a little more challenging when the weather gets colder or the days are shorter. So there's a lot more time inside. There's YouTube videos. You can use the stairs. People have set up weight weight equipment in their garage. I mean, I think you got just have to be flexible. Um, do what you like, do what feels good and give yourself a break. If you don't really feel like it for the day, it's okay. You don't have to exercise every day and you don't have to exercise for three hours. Going for a 10 minute walk is better than sitting for those 10 minutes. So, you know, recommendations are not to sit for more than half an hour at a time at any time. And that's easy to say, much harder to do. Uh, but even getting up and choosing to use the washroom down a flight of stairs or up a flight of stairs or getting yourself a glass of water, all that can add just to your daily physical activity. Thanks, Maddie. And I, I'm kind of, I want to get a little, like really specific here with you for a second, if that's okay. Cause um, I think just a lot of families struggle with this for sure. So I think this is really important to touch on. So let's say it's like December or January, it's snowing outside and um, my kid's class is now in quarantine. So we're home. And we don't have any gym equipment, let's say, at our house. What are some tips, um, maybe get, like some specific examples? I, I can share for sure. Uh, there was a family that uh, in the Guelph Family Health Study that had this awesome idea. This was before COVID-19 kind of kicked in. But they had this awesome idea where they uh, had like a family exercise circuit. And each family member got to pick one station of whatever that would be. And they had like 90 seconds or something at each station. And they had to do that activity for 90 seconds. So even whatever, you know, their kindergartner or grade two said that they had to do, that was the exercise on the spot. And every 90 seconds, a timer went off and they would change. Um, they would change stations. So I thought that was really cool. And so that I think that could be something, you know, they were quarantine prepped before quarantine happened. So <laughs> I think that's kind of a cool thing. But did you have any? suggestions maybe for our listeners about something specific they could do if they don't have any exercise equipment? Sure, for sure. There, I mean, there's lots you can do if you don't have exercise equipment. You just have to be a little more creative. I mean, you can work on balance and balance for, uh, you know, a toddler maybe standing on one foot and balance for somebody who's older, maybe, you know, up on their toes on one foot. You know, you can time people and every you know, every time you challenge yourself, you know, write it down. Last time you were able to hold, stand on one foot for 10 seconds, can you do it any longer? Uh, things like, um, you know, uh, and you have to age appropriate. But I, I don't know, my kids used to do the inchworm a lot where they stand with their feet 
up against the wall, touch their toes, walk their hands out to a plank, walk their feet back into their hands, stand up straight and go all the way across the the room like that, um, you know, and see how many times, you know, as they get taller, they go further. So, you know, the taller kids get across the room faster than the shorter kids. You know, you can do jumping jacks, you can do, you know, different things, obstacle courses, um, you know, we've done stuff outside where you can do, um, uh, uh, what do you call those? Um, forgot that where you set up a list of things for kids to find, what do you call scavenger hunts, scavenger hunts. Yeah. And you can, you know, get them so that you know that they're going to have to collect, you know, this, that, and the other thing you can do that in your house too, right? You can make a scavenger hunt in your house. We played hide and seek in our house. You have to get pretty creative as to where you can hide. And it's much easier for the kids to hide than it is for the adults because they need a way smaller spot. Um, yeah. And, you, you know, you can, there, there's different things that you can do to, uh, to, uh, and uh, my, for my kids, timing them was always like, you did it for this time, last time, can you go do further, longer, faster? Um, even my 14 year old, this uh, COVID, we set up, he has a ripstick, which is sort of like a skateboard. And he was setting himself up an obstacle course on the driveway to try to weave in and out of that just to kind of give himself a challenge. So I think you just have to try to challenge them. Dance parties are always good, especially if you're a terrible dancer, because the kids think it's funny when you're a terrible dancer as a parent. Yeah, those are great. Um, great, all great ideas. I'm curious because I don't think your boys are doing any scavenger hunts right now, but no. maybe. Okay, well, I'm curious what kind of activities you're doing as a family. Um, what core activities you guys have been doing? Um, so we started with um, it was like mini putt in our basement with a lot of um, uh, we would they were setting up and I was terrible at it, but they were setting up things so that it would bounce off the walls and and try to get it in cups and pots and hole in ones and all that kind of stuff. Um, we did an ab challenge where every day we would get together and, uh, and do different ab stuff. Um, they not, so they, two of them work. So they do a lot of walking, like they're working in retail. So there's a lot of walking involved, um, there, but it was, you know, it was trying to do, a few things together and then encouraging them to do things a little bit more independently since they are older and they don't want to be seen walking with their parents. Thanks, Maddie. So, okay. So sometimes as a parent, uh, I want my kids to run around and be active, but I'm just, I'm just so tired <laughs> some days that I'm not feeling so energetic to, um, perhaps do a circuit with them or, or run out around and, and, you know, be active with them. But I'm more interested in the odd time and just kind of sitting back and keeping an eye on them. Uh, and just as a reminder, my kids are young. They're like elementary school age. Uh, so what would you suggest for myself or, or other parents in my situation where we want our kids to be active, but we actually don't want to physically be active with them at the moment? We just kind of want to sit back and watch. What do you think might be some good activities in those scenarios? Yeah, that I mean, kids always have endless energy, right? And as adults, we don't necessarily have that. Um, so I think things where you um, where you find yourself in one spot and ask them to go and get stuff for you, um, 
so we used to play a game when the kids were little and it would be a library and they'd go and search the pretend library shelves for a certain book and bring it back or they'd go to the grocery store, the pretend grocery store. And sometimes it was inside, sometimes it was outside. And I'd ask them to go buy me a zucchini and they'd pick up a stick and bring it back. And it was, and then I'd be making stuff in my pretend kitchen and, Oh, I forgot this and that. So uh, things like that. And then for sure time, like, they would do different things and I would, you know, they'd ask me to judge or, you know, how long can you do it? And then I need it. I can't do it with them because I'm timing them or, you know, those kinds of things. My in-laws live about an hour away in the country. And by the time we would get there, most times three kids in the car, right. They would be ready to burn off some energy. So we would always tell them they had to run five laps around the house before they were allowed inside to see their grandparents. And we would stand outside and, and just like make sure that, and it was just like, so that they didn't get in the house and were like totally rangy. And I've done it from the grocery store. You need to get out of our car, go and touch the back fence, come back, get a load of groceries, bring them in the house, come back, go touch the back, just to try to get them to, because they have, they, I mean, they wake up with so much energy. I wish I had half the energy they wake up with. So it was always about trying to burn them out, burn, burn off that steam. And I do think being outside, if you can, like, I know there's days where it's crummy, it's pouring rain or it's freezing cold, but a little bit of fresh air always tires skins out more than being inside. Totally. Um, so something we've been asking parents this season is um, what are the biggest challenges that either you or your family have um, been dealing with during the pandemic and also what strategies you've employed to try to overcome these challenges? Well, I think initially it was finding a routine and everybody finding a routine that sort of worked. And um, with teenagers, their routine tended to start later in the day than perhaps ours would and then go into the early hours of the morning where we would be fast asleep. Uh, and at first I wasn't okay with that, but then I think it worked for them. It gave us a little quiet time without like to do a, there was some of the work we had to do. It gave them some of the quiet time when we were in bed, um, not bothering them, but it, you have to sort of figure out the routine and then it's shifted over the summer. And now with back to school, you know, there's all kinds of different things. So it's trying to figure it out with five people in a house that works for everybody. Uh, so everybody's okay. And then I think you need to be okay with and like trying just to be flexible. You know, it's not it, what worked today may not work tomorrow and that's okay. And sort of not be too hard on yourself. Make sure you real, recognize both your successes as well as your failures. Because I think there's a lot of focus on what didn't work or what didn't happen and less sometimes we're, we don't reward ourselves as much for what we did get done. I think for parents of young kids, one of the biggest thing is guilt to do physical activity because they're, it, in order to get a really good workout, it's difficult to do with your kids. And I think it's important to realize that prioritizing your health shouldn't make you feel guilty. And if you want to be a healthy parent there for your kid for the long haul, taking 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour to go do something that you really enjoy isn't making you a bad parent. It's making you a great parent because then you come back with more energy, maybe a more positive attitude, you feel better. 
Um, and in the long run, your health is better. Um, and, but, and then listen to your body. If you're tired, you didn't sleep well, somebody had you up and you planned this massive workout, well, then maybe you don't do it today. Maybe you do it the next day or the day after. If you're feeling a little under the weather, give yourself a break. If you're feeling great, go for it. Do it. Matthew, I think that's really helpful. I think what I really, what I'm getting what you're saying is, you know, physical activity doesn't have to be uh, an hour or longer. It doesn't have to be this kind of um, incredibly set out, uh, perfect workout experience. It sounds like um, you can kind of, you know, spend 10 or 15 or 20 minutes exercising um, or finding ways to kind of work it in within your daily routine. Is that, is that, is that right? Am I understanding what you're saying? Right? For sure. For sure. I think most people think, well, I don't like running, so I'm not even going to bother going for a walk and running isn't better for you than walking. You can just accomplish more faster. And we tend to be a society that wants to have it. We want to get as much as we can in as short a period of time as we can, but going for a daily walk is just as good for you as going for a daily run. I mean, the recommendations um, uh, based on Health Canada are 30 to 60 minutes of exercise a day, three to five times a week. Um, but you can cut that up into chunks. You don't have to do it all at one time. If you've got young kids and you can put them in the stroller and go for a walk um, and you can walk at your pace, that's exercise. Uh, it's harder if you're walking with somebody whose pace is much slower uh, than yours. And then, you know, if you can go to a park now that they're open and they can get some physical activity too, then, hey, everybody's benefiting from that. And you got some fresh air, you feel, you know, everybody's feeling better about things. But yeah, I, and I think just be easy on yourself, do what you can and, and uh, take it for what it is. Thank you. Okay, before we wrap things up, Maddie, something else we've been asking every parent is something that you're looking forward to doing once it's safer to do so. Yeah, it mean it's it, it will be interesting to see where things go back to uh, in terms of uh, organized sport and and all of that kind of stuff. But myself personally, um, I would like to do some traveling. Yeah. Yes, common answer. Me too. I think everybody's got traveling on the brain, so for sure. Um, well, thank you, Maddie, for coming on the show and sharing your expert strategies for staying active as a family. Um, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you.